TII, item 339, February 28th, 2015. Live long and prosper, iOS 8.3, beta 2. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by lynda.com. Learn the top software, creative, and business skills from easy-to-follow video tutorials at lynda.com. To start your free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash TII. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending the music here in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob. I made this song called Ghost with my iPhone 4S using the GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Regards, JeffJ. Thanks, Jeff, for the music. And folks, I will put the full song at the end of this episode. Also want to thank Anthony for sending in the artwork for today's show. Anthony wrote, Hi, Rob. This is a shot on Valentine's Day of Chinese New Year in Chinatown, Sydney, Australia. I used a stock video camera for to film this and then removed a still with auto sampler. This is my go-to app to pull funky stills from video. Small app, very powerful. I put the text on with Laminar Pro. Took only about two minutes to create. Regards, Anthony M. Well, Anthony, thanks for sending in this artwork. And folks, you can see Anthony's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 339, or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork, and as also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com slash todayinios. Folks, if you have some artwork and or music you've created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They? We have the following quote. Quote, With Apple's next smartphone still months away, fans have been gobbling up iPhone 6 rumors faster than Pac-Man on a power pill bender. However, even the hottest rumor mill in tech can't turn this device into a winner. Based on everything we know now, the next iPhone will be a year late and a Bitcoin short of the competition, doing nothing to slow Apple's descent from smartphone pioneer to high-tech has-been. Unquote. Avram Pilch Laptop Online Editorial Director, 14th of March, 2014. Avron, I see what you did there. Instead of a day late and a dollar short, you were so witty as to replace it with a year late and a Bitcoin short. Brilliant! But sadly, the rest of your comments were dough-worthy. Just saying. For promo codes, on episode 338, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the apps Pitchman, and Pocket Yoga. We'll be giving out those early this week. For more info on these apps, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 338. This week, we have promo codes for a few apps. The first one is the app DinoTales. Two words. Here is the review from the dev. Hello, I'm David Miller from Coato Studios, developers of DinoTales. DinoTales is an iPad game for children aged 4 to 11, that gives young dino adventurers freedom to explore an island teeming with prehistoric wildlife, all through the eyes of six adorable baby dinosaurs. 
The vast island is filled with a wealth of paleontological facts and children can at any time call upon Darwin, a wise talking dinosaur who will happily answer thousands of questions, including the all-important ones about dinosaur toilet habits. Dino Tales is not just a game, but is also a beautiful storybook and an encyclopedia rich with Jurassic facts and fictions. Children can be both adventurer and storyteller, as the game captures each play session and collates them into an enchanting digital storybook to be shared and read with parents. Dino Tales is the first in Quato Studios' Tales series and features Parent Corner, a pin-secure area where adults can set reading age, length of play sessions and receive email notifications of their child's latest tale. Well, thanks to the dev for their review of their app, Dino Tales, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Dino in the subject line. Second item we have promo codes for is the app MyTuner Audio News, three words. Here is the written review from the dev. MyTuner Audio News allows you to listen to the breaking news from 200 of the most reliable news sources from more than 50 countries. Stay up to date on what is going on in your country and in the world. The newscast podcasts are hourly updated so that you won't miss any important breaking news. My Tuner Audio News was designed so that it can be easily used when commuting and it plays any newscast you wish at any time at startup. Thanks to the dev for sending in their written review of their app, My Tuner Audio News, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put my tuner, one word, in the subject line. The third item we have promo codes for is the app Cubist. Here is the written review from the dev. Hi, Rob. I'm the dev of the app Cubist. It is a simple game, but very addictive and hard to be good at. When the game starts, just swipe from the top of the cube down to get it rolling. The faster you swipe, the faster the cube rolls. Every full rotation gives you a point. You have 30 seconds to get as many rotations as possible. Cubist is available on the App Store for 99 cents. This is just the beginning. I'll be adding new features to make this game even more addictive and interesting. Please watch out for sore hands. Regards, Micah. Well. Thanks to Micah for sending in his written review of his app Cubist and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put Cubist, C-U-B-E-S-T, in the subject line. As always, just send in one email for one specific app. If you send in multiple emails or ask for multiple apps in a single email, then, well, no soup for you. That means you send just one email overall for this week and you only pick one app. That does not mean three emails from you, one for each app, just one email and one specific app. A quick reminder, if you're an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply Email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure you let me know when they expire. I have an audio clip here I want to play for obvious reasons. 
It is from Demo in San Francisco, uh, recorded recently, where Steve Wozniak is talking to Leonard Nimoy. Listen carefully to what Leonard Nimoy has for a phone. How about one more thought from either of you about um, what is possible, right? I mean, we've seen a lot of movies. You talk about Star Trek portraying um, a sense of, of, of want among uh, engineers and scientists. And I, have a question. I have a very specific question. Yeah. Is it possible to create a universal translator so that I could say something in depth? You're almost, you're almost behind the time. It almost exists, and it exists pretty much to where you can speak some languages in your microphones and have it repeat in the other person's earphones simultaneously. Yeah. That exists for, right on our iPhones, you can speak one language and then it speaks it in theirs, they speak it their language back. But you have it back now? It's available, it's available now? Yes, yes, it's unbelievable how... So I can press a button on it that it is French, for example. Absolutely, you can know which French. languages you're going Chinese, Korean, which is German. incredibly well. You can even walk up to sign written in English, point your iPhone at it with the right hand, yeah. and you'll see it written in Spanish. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Where do I get this? Um, it's, <laughs> go on, go, uh, you have an iPhone, yeah. you buy apps for it. You know, you buy apps for it. Go to the and say, language is translation. Translation, you'll find a bunch of apps. Mr. Nimoy, thanks for all you did and for the great memories. In my heart, you will pound LLAP. Now into the news. Okay, missed it by just a couple of days on the invite for the next Apple event. If you remember, I said it would likely go out on February 24th, and not that the event would be on February 24th, as was a rumor that I had talked about on a previous show. I did, however, miss the date of the event, saying it would likely be during Mobile World Congress on March 3rd or 4th, roughly. But the next Apple event will actually be the week after, on Monday, March 9th. Apple, however, still achieved their primary goal. Get everyone at Mobile World Congress talking about Apple instead of those competitors and their products that are actually at Mobile World Congress. Apple will tell you the timing had nothing to do with Mobile World Congress. And if this was not a G-rated show, I would really express my thoughts on that. But instead, I will just say horse pocky. So, what did we learn from the invites that were sent out? Well, the caption is, Spring Forward. And why Apple did not just caption it, Apple Watch Event, with some other stuff, the world may never know. Also wonder why Apple chose Spring Forward for a tagline, given its rocky history of calendar bugs after switching to or from daylight savings time. Not exactly the best choice there, just saying, folks. Of course, some like to overread into these things and are speculating that the spring forward tagline really means Apple is ahead of their production schedule and rather than wait to April to launch the Apple Watch as was expected, uh, they are going to actually announce it will launch now in March. When it comes to Apple speculation, there are the glass is half empty folks, the glass is half full folks, and then the hey, I think that glass is made of crystal, folks. Obviously, this event's main star is the Apple Watch. Per the other stuff, guesses abound. But most think Apple may finally announce the iPad lunch tray. Sorry, I mean the iPad Pro. Or the new MacBook Air. I also have to throw in my prediction of a new Apple TV. It is required I say that before any new Apple event. Now, it is possible 
for two hours, we will just hear about the Apple Watch, and Apple will bring out dev after dev to show off some of their killer new apps for the Apple Watch. I hope that's not the case. That would be kind of a sad trombone moment if on the episode I release that night, all I have to mention is the Apple Watch. This event will be live-streamed from the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts on March 9th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Central Time. You can find the live stream at apple.com slash live. If you have any predictions for this event, get them in. 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send them to todayinios at gmail.com. Apple released iOS 8.3 Beta 2 this past week. The biggest additions noted for Beta 2 is Siri can now speak Russian, Danish, Dutch, Portuguese, Thai, Swedish, and Turkish. Obviously huge news to you if one of those are your native language. Also the Beta 2, there's a bunch of new emojis, including some that hypersensitive folks or just those looking for attention took issue with and said they were racist. See now, on the emojis, you can pick your skin color, and they vary from white to dark brown. But before white, there's also yellow. You know, the same yellow used for years for happy face emoji. And for some reason, people think Apple was being racist with the yellow color. Of course, I am sure Samsung had nothing to do with this blowback on Apple. In any case, don't be surprised to see in beta 3 of 8.3, the yellow changed to green. Of course, at that time, expect all those suffering from hypochromic anemia to get upset about Apple being insensitive to them. Folks, all I have to say on this one is get a life. Apple has a full range of skin colors that come from an international standard. And then outside of that range was the yellow color. Again, matching the yellow happy face emoji that started, you know, the whole emoji thing way back when. Again, some people just like to complain about anything. If you're one of those, feel free to call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. And tell me how you really feel. Beyond new features, one thing iOS 8.3 Beta 2 also provides is improved speed and performance for those uh, with an iPhone 4S or 5 running iOS 8.1.3 as a comparison. Speed tests were run for the 4S and the 5 running 8.1.3 versus 8.3 Beta 2, and they found a good amount of improvement in speed, especially when compared to the Beta 1 as well. So this is good news for my son who is using an iPhone 4S, so I'm sure he will be happy when he eventually gets updated to iOS 8.3, and maybe I might actually even update him to the Beta 2 now. February is already over, and we are heading into March. Folks, what are you waiting for? Invest in yourself this year and start learning something new at lynda.com slash TII with a free 10-day trial. Lynda is used by millions of people around the world and has over 3,000 courses on topics like web development, photography, visual design, and business, as well as software training like Excel, WordPress, and Photoshop. All of their courses are taught by experts, and new courses are added to the site every week. Whether you want to set new financial goals, find work-life balance, invest in a new hobby, ask your boss for a raise, 
find a new job, or improve upon your current job skills in 2015, Lynda has something for everyone. Sign up for your free 10-day trial today by visiting lynda.com slash TII, and you'll get unlimited access to every course on Lynda, access to view tutorials on iOS devices, access to new courses added every week, some of the courses and videos you might like, getting things done by David Allen, that helps you get more productive, Small Business Secrets with Dave Crenshaw, Gamification of Learning with Carl Kapp, Business Writing Fundamentals with Judy Steiner-Williams, and one new course I want to mention is the course Learning to be Assertive with Chris Croft. So check that one out, I mean, if you want to, and that is not too much of a bother. Invest in yourself and sign up for a free 10-day trial to Linda by visiting lynda.com slash TII. L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash T-I-I. Go ahead. I challenge you to learn something new in 2015. Thanks, Linda, for sponsoring the show. Hi, Rob. Yes, I've had the issue. This is Ron. Um, I have had the issue where Siri has forgotten my relatives' names, my wife, my brother, multiple times. This seems to be related to having my contacts in Gmail, and those are the contacts that I have used on my iPhone. And I remember a long time ago, it would give you, um, Siri would tell you that it couldn't remember the association with the contact if you're using Gmail. And then it seems like with one of the updates to iOS that they fixed that issue and allowed you to have an association. Uh, And then since then, um, not sure why that issue is still happening, but I have experienced it before. So that's all I got to tell you. Thanks. Have a good one. Ron, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob, regarding episode 338 and Siri forgetting names in the address book. In iOS 7 on my iPhone 5, Siri would occasionally and without reason forget my home address and making those how do I get home from here requests a pain. The info would be gone from settings slash mail, contacts, and calendar slash my info. This seems to have been fixed in iOS 8 and or my iPhone 6, and I've not had this issue since. Regards, Sean in Dublin, Ohio. Hello, Rob. I was thinking about the updates to iOS 8, and it dawned on me there will need to be an update to Passbook for iPhone 5, 5C, and 5S users that purchase an Apple Watch. As of right now, you cannot add credit cards, but if you are going to be able to use Apple Pay on your Apple Watch, I'm assuming you will need that interface on your phone to add and organize. I wonder if this will be in the dot two update or the three update. Just some food for thought. Regards, Brenton N. Yep, Brenton. And it will be in the 8.2 update for sure because that's going to be the one you need to use with Apple Watch. But yes, you're right. It does need to be an update to Passbook to do that. Hello, Rob. This is Shannon from St. Louis, Missouri. I know this is going to sound like a deja vu moment, but I just listened to you talk to Shannon, and he said that uh, he was having a problem with Siri and uh, like she was having an Alzheimer's event moment. Well, I've got to admit, I've had that same problem too. Both who I have in my call list, I will ask Siri to call and uh, give me the indication that she doesn't know who that is. So I've had to either call it by the full name or go in and re-enter it altogether differently. But I did get a chance to see that same instance that Shannon saw. 
Oh, by the way, I kept my word. I did not get another iPhone until the iPhone 6 Plus came out, and I'm very well enjoying it. Thank you. Great show. Keep up the good work. Thanks to all that sent in feedback for this segment. As always, if you have some feedback you want to send into the show, give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. We are now over 2,000 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks to everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode came out was from Missy Prather, who asked, quote, I need help and thought I'd ask the community. I have an iPhone 6 Plus, and I've been having issues with Siri and the microphone. I can only use dictation and Siri when my Bluetooth headphones or earbuds are connected. I've been working with Apple about this, and they want to replace my phone, but want me to send my phone in as is, so their engineers can use it to figure out what is going on. Very uncomfortable sending my phone with all my personal apps, photos, etc. on it. Does this seem like a normal thing for Apple to do? They will send me a brand new phone, and then I would send my phone not wiped to be looked at. Help, please. Unquote. And my recommendation to Missy was this. Do a backup of your iPhone. Then clear out all of your personal info, anything and everything you would not want anyone else seeing. Then see if you still have the issue. If you do still have the issue, then your personal info did not matter and you can send it in as is. Because, well, the issue is still there and that is what Apple wanted anyway. If you don't have the issue anymore, then start adding back in the items you just deleted one at a time, constantly checking to see when the issue comes back. Then you will know what did cause the issue and you can call Apple back and let them know. But yeah, don't send in an iPhone or iOS device to Apple with personal info if you don't want it getting out to the world. Now, while it is very, very unlikely that info would get out, very, very unlikely is different than definitely not getting out. Missy, please do let us know how that works out for you. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboy free zone and spammer free zone. Yes, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 2,000 plus of you already in the community and contributing. Thanks to Chris in London for the heads up on this next one. And that is that Apple has launched web-only iCloud apps for everyone. That's right, web-only and everyone, as in anyone with a Mac or PC, does not matter. You can access pages, numbers, and Keynote for free. Well, as long as you are using Firefox, Chrome, IE, or Safari, for your browser that is. To get started, go to iCloud.com, sign in with your Apple ID, and you can start creating docs, presentations, and spreadsheets right from your browser. Don't have an Apple ID or just looking to create a new one to share with the team? You can sign up there as well. You get one gig of storage as part of the free offering. If you have an iOS device, well, then you get five gigs of storage. Should be interesting to see what this does in the competition versus a Microsoft Office and Google Docs. Thanks again to Chris and London for the heads up on this next article as well. And this one is from Renee Ritchie at iMore. 
And it is a list of 12 shortcuts, tricks that you can do with your earbuds, headphones. Obviously, there is a single click. Uh, that's the middle button for play and pause. And if you double click that metal button, uh, it will skip forward to the next track or episode. And if you triple click it, it will skip backwards. Double click and hold on the second click to fast forward through audio or triple click and hold on that third click to rewind through audio. You can also reject a call with a single click and holding down. Now, be careful on that one. If you don't hold long enough, you'll answer the call when you meant to reject the call. You can also take pictures with your headphone controls. Just open up the camera app and a single click on the volume up button will take a picture, just like the physical up button on the iPhone, volume up button on the iPhone will do the same. Link in the show notes for all the tips. Look for the one titled Secret Headphone Shortcuts. Thanks to Dr. John for this next one, which is about a feature for the Apple Watch, which is not really a rumor so much um, about the Apple Watch. It's more something Tim Cook actually said, which was that he wears his Apple Watch everywhere, even in the shower. And that would be a change from what the initial specs, uh, when they went up about the Apple Watch, what they indicated, and it was that the Apple Watch was not rated high enough for use in the shower. Of course, it could just be that Tim does not actually charge up Apple Watches and just throws them away once uh, the current charge is gone and he replaces with a new one. So he does not care about it getting wet. But I'm going to guess on March 9th, we will get a little bit more info about what you can and cannot do with said Apple Watch. Per the Apple Pay and the availability of said Apple Pay in Europe, Mr. Cook also is alleged to have told employees that Apple Pay will arrive in Europe before the end of the year. One thing I like about iTunes is that everything you see featured in there is done not by pay for placement, but because the folks at Apple decided to feature something or said item is popular with users and it moved up the ranks through an algorithm. There is no pay for placement in iTunes. Never has been, and I'm told by the folks at Apple there never will be. This is good because it keeps slimy companies with more money than morals from pushing up to the top of iTunes features. Remember, in the mind of Apple, after all, you as the user are truly Apple's customers. Now, let's flip things over 180 degrees and talk about Google and the Google Play Store. And well, guess what? The same level of integrity is missing in their app store. Google is now placing ads into Play Store search results. Brilliant. Oh, and Google's not being shy about this, quote, offering, unquote. Michael Saliski, product management director of Google Play, said the following, quote, search ads on Google Play will enable developers to drive more awareness of their apps and provide consumers new ways to discover apps that they otherwise might have missed. In the coming weeks, a limited set of users will begin to see ads from a pilot group of advertisers who are already running Google search ads for their apps. We'll have more to share in the coming months about the expansion of this program. We believe search ads will be a useful addition to Google Play for users and developers alike, and we hope this will bring even more success to our developer community." Unquote. 
So let's get this right. You type in the app you are looking for, and the first result is some paid app for something that might not even be relevant, but they paid for that placement. Sweet. I can almost hear the hum of the razor as Google shears even more of its users. Thanks, Google, for helping drive Android users to the iOS platform. And welcome, new TII listeners. As you will learn, Apple treats you as a user with, dare I say this, respect. I know, kind of a foreign concept for those of you coming over from Android. Just saying. Oh, and if you are an indie dev, this really, really sucks. Because now you have an app that is starting to do well. Right? It's on Google Play. It's starting to do well. Starting to get a little buzz about it. And the bigger app company sees that. And what do they do? They buy up search results around your app title for their ripoff version of your app that they th throw together in a couple of days with low-cost devs from third-world countries, and bam, your app sales start to tank. Yeah, good news all around, Google. Good news. In the how much did Google pay for this article category comes the following, and thanks to Giuseppe M for this one. The post title is Most Vulnerable Operating Systems and Applications in 2014. So they compared all Mac OS X versions combined versus all iOS versions combined versus all Linux kernels combined versus each breakout of MS Windows, be it Server 2008, Win7, Win8, .1, Vista, and RT. Again, all of those broken out. Everyone else was combined, and then did not even bring in Android at all, because, you know, I guess their spreadsheet does not count that high. Anyway, this apples to crankshaft comparison was pretty bad, but the comments at the bottom of the article were classic. I don't think anyone was happy with this article and lack thereof any journalistic integrity. Not the Linux folks, not the Macs folks, not the iOS folks, and not even the Windows folks. This was definitely the worst blog post I read this past month. Thanks, Christian Florian. Now I want those 10 minutes of my life back. Speaking of an OS with vulnerabilities, we need to look no further than Android. There was a report on MarketWatch.com this past week that talks about more than 5 billion downloaded Android apps being vulnerable to hacks. Sweet! Also sweet is that the number of apps designed to steal financial info from Android users has skyrocketed. This, according to a report released on Friday from security company FireEye. According to them, the number of malware-laden apps designed to steal financial data rose 500% in the second half of 2013. And a vast majority of mobile malware is targeted to Android, with 96% of the malware being for Android. And on the iOS side, quote, almost all of the iOS malware observed by FireEye works only against jailbroken devices, unquote. Oh yeah, good times, good times indeed. Hi Rob, uh, this is Ron Lechford in Hubbard, Ohio. I'm calling to report a problem I noticed with iOS uh, 8.1.3. I have uh, had the uh, accessibility feature called Zoom turned on and noticed that I was getting uh, a rather dim display 
even though I had my brightness all the way up. And occasionally I would get flashes of intense brightness off the display. And I found that turning, going into accessibility and turning the feature called Zoom off resolved the problem. So there is some type of bug that is affecting the uh, iOS that is affecting the display. So that's uh, what I've got. So if you're, anyone else is experiencing this problem, please tell them to go to uh, Settings, General, and uh, the um, Accessibility uh, tab, and then turn off Zoom. Okay. All right. Thank you, and keep doing a great job. Thanks. And I uh, do like your show a lot. Ron, thanks for the feedback. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. I wanted to share a fix I found. I have a 2015 Fusion with my Ford Sync and stream via Bluetooth from my iPhone 6 Plus while driving to and from work. I would get drops randomly where it would go silent for a few seconds, then disconnect, switching the audio to another source, then reconnecting. This causes me to have to reset Bluetooth as the source. It gets very frustrating, especially when it does it several times in a few minutes. I found the problem is likely my Pebble. I turned it off and left it at home for the past couple of weeks and have had no drops at all. So if anyone has issues with momentary Bluetooth dropouts, it may be from your Pebble if you have one. Obviously. Unfortunately, I don't know why it's doing it, but if I learn more on this issue, I'll keep you posted. Regards, Lou V. Well, Lou, as always, thank you for sending in your feedback. Gee, which Kickstarter project will I start with today? Hmm, tough decision. For those that did not hear, Pebble turned to Kickstarter once again for their new color e-paper smartwatch with up to seven days of battery life. This one is called the Pebble Time, and it has a new timeline interface to highlight what is important in your day. Other features are it is fully compatible with all 6500 plus existing Pebble apps and watch faces. So yes, TII watch face will still work for you on the Pebble Time. There is also a microphone on the Pebble Time to let you send voice replies to incoming notifications. But for now, on iOS, that is just for Gmail notifications. They also say it is water-resistant and that you can swim or surf with it on, but they do not recommend taking it underwater, i.e. diving. They will begin shipping in May, but not to you if you have not already ordered yours, because all that are left is right now the June shipments for single orders. Pricing is $179 now for a single uh, watch. Unless you want to order two, then it is $338 for two, and a two-pack ships in May for now, but they're almost all out of that level. And by the time you hear this, they may be all out of that level. You have until March 27th at 9 p.m. Central Time if you want to get on, in on this. They are well over $11 million in sales, which is a wee bit above their $500,000 goal. And I had folks email in, wow, and amazing. And this is on fire with regards to sales. But let's put the numbers into perspective. For that 11 plus million in sales, they have sold over 62,500 Pebble times. They did that in the first five days. Again, let's put that in perspective. 
The Apple Watch will, by all analysts' estimates, sell well over 1 million units that first weekend and will sell between 10 million and 30 million in 2015. That is significantly greater than the numbers that Pebble just did and will do. Still, the numbers are good, and I'm happy for Pebble, and I do like my black Pebble, I should say my black and white Pebble, not the color one, but I do like my black and white original Pebble. And at $179, the Pebble color is significantly cheaper than the Apple Watch, and with seven days of battery life, it will give significantly better battery life than the Apple Watch. Well, at least we think it will because we don't really know those numbers yet. It was nice to go on a business trip this past week where I charged up my Pebble on Sunday before I left and then did not have to charge it up again until Friday night after I was already back in town. Also, the Pebble time is 20% thinner than the original Pebble, so that's nice as well. Again, search for Pebble time in Kickstarter if you want to get in on this one at $179. Retail price will be $199 later on. Okay, we have another Kickstarter project this week. It is the Buell Tech Sunglasses plus Headphones with Buell spelled B-U-H-E-L. This one had a goal of 80K and has now raised well over 300K. And you have until March 14th at 10.08 a.m. Central Time to fund this one. So what is it that pushed this one north of 300K in pledges? Well, the Buell SG-05 Bluetooth bone conduction glasses communicate with iOS devices and others to bring the audio direct to the center of your head with nothing needed in your ear holes. With this one, you can make and receive phone calls via Bluetooth, listen to podcasts or music, and activate Siri. I actually pledged on this one, and I'm supposed to be in the early pre-production basic package group with delivery of this in late April. We will see how it goes. Uh, the other bone conducting uh, headphones that I ordered two years ago are still not here and aren't expected to be here until the end of this year, beginning of next year. Right now, the $165 option is the cheapest one available with a delivery date of June 2015. $165 option gets you the following. One black Buell soundless headset, one clear set of lenses, one red and gold lenses, one smoke gray flash mirror lens, and the add-on accessory for prescription lenses. If you are looking for a way to get audio to your head and you don't want to have to have cords in the way and don't want something stuck in your ear hole, this is something you will want to check out. Search for B-U-H-E-L in the show notes for episode 339. And I will, of course talk about this one once it comes in right now they are saying it's going to be late april and we have one more kickstarter project this week it is a smart rope and for longtime listeners of my podcasts you may have heard me mention i am a pretty good jump roper i am the person at the gym that is showing off uh, all the crossover and double jumps and other jumps that are out there so this one is near and dear to my heart. And yes, this is one I funded as well. Man, I need to stop covering Kickstarter projects. Start to get expensive. Okay, so what is a smart rope? It is, quote, the evolution of a classic. Smart rope is an LED embedded jump rope 
that connects to your smartphone, unquote. But it's actually more uh, the LEDs in the middle um, that when you jump, it shows you the number of jumps and data out in front of you. You ever see like one of those spinning wheels and the LEDs uh, show you a number? Well, that's what this does. Of course, it also syncs data to your smartphone so you can track your workouts. It comes in three sizes. So you can pick the one that is best for your height. Uh, it is expected to ship in September. I picked the $70 level, which if you're in the U.S. is really $75 as they add $5 shipping to the U.S. The $70 or $75 level gets you the smart rope plus the silicon handles, which I would recommend if you do more than a basic jump. If you are crossing over or doing double jumps or more, then yeah, you, you don't want this flying out of your hands. Uh, if you have a significant other that likes to jump rope, they have a $100 version, which comes in a custom gift box. I will not just talk about this one when I get it. I will also shoot a video of me using it and put it in as an extra for the TII app. I look forward to getting this. If you like to jump rope, check out Smart Rope at kickstarter.com or in the show notes for episode 339. You have until April 6th at 9 a.m. to fund this one. Currently, they are at 45K towards a goal of 60K. So they are 75% of the way there. And you know, they should hit their goal before April 6th uh, with room to spare. But again, help them out. Go over to kickstarter.com and search for Smart Rope. Thanks to Tash and others on this next one which is a story about how in Japan old flip phones are the iPhone's newest rival. Seems in Japan the flip phones are making a comeback. But folks, let's put this whole story in perspective. This is also the same country that right now is on track by 2020 to sell more adult diapers than those for babies. And I think that really is all you need to know about this story of flip phones rivaling the iPhone in Japan. Just saying. I was traveling this past week, which is why this episode's so late. And that means I was able to report on this next story firsthand, and that is the Southwest app finally adds passbook support. With finally being the key word, it is about time, Southwest. One thing, however, I could not get to work was to get it in my lock screen. It said it was set to be available in the lock screen, but I could never get it to work. To get the boarding pass into Passbook, that was easy enough. After you check in via the Southwest app for your boarding pass, there is a button at the bottom that says Add to Passbook. Tap that and you're done. Again, except for the part about getting it on the lock screen, which would have been cool. Again, at least in my settings under notification for Passbook, it shows it has turned on for show on lock screen. If anyone has been able to get their boarding pass for Southwest to show on their lock screen or for another airline, let me know what you needed to do if you needed to do something to get it to happen. That was kind of frustrating. 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Thanks for your help on that one. Hey, Rob, it's Kevin Crossman from Fremont, California. Yeah, you butchered Jean-Louis Gasset's name on the last episode but hey small potatoes in terms of any sins no no big deal just want to let you know thanks bye here's a question i came across this past week quote 
There is probably a very simple solution to this, but I just purchased a 6 Plus and none of the stock apps nor my home screen will go into landscape orientation except for Safari. I have the rotation lock off and have just switched from Android, so I'm still getting the hang of this. Regards, Izzy. Unquote. This was mentioned a while ago when the iPhone 6 Plus came out, but I will mention it again because I forgot where to find the setting on this for a few minutes. The problem here is he has the screen set in zoomed mode. This is in screen settings, not accessibility settings for zoom. Yes, confusing. See, if you have the screen set to zoom mode, it will not allow the native apps on the iPhone 6 Plus to get split screened. To change this, go to settings, then to display and brightness, then to view, and select standard if zoomed is selected. Again, uh, it will not go to split screen if zoom is selected. Back to email bag. Hi Rob, regarding iTunes Match, I used to have iTunes Match on my old iPhone, but let the subscription expire. If I resubscribe, will all my old music, which was on my iPhone 4, be available on my iPhone 6? FYI, I still have the same iTunes account. Regards, Charles H. And if anyone out there is using iTunes Match and had it changed or changed phones, and let us know. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. The email bag. Hi, Rob. Love your Today in iOS podcast. I've been listening for many years since I first got my iPhone 3G. I am currently on an iPhone 5S on iOS 8.1.2 and was looking into jailbreaking. I did not see any current tutorials on the Today in iOS website, just mentions of the TAIG, but many people don't seem to fully trust that jailbreak. If I search in Google, I see all kinds of mentions of evasion jailbreak. Just wondering what you recommend and which tutorial to follow. Regards, Arnie in San Diego. Hi, Arnie. Thanks for your email. And per your question, check out episode 330, and that is the TAIG jailbreak episode. Listen to that one. That right now is the recommendation I would have if you are looking to jailbreak. And again, that's the TAIG jailbreak, and went over that in episode 330. Now we'll ask most people, why are you jailbreaking? Uh, I think one of the key reasons why people jailbroke in the past was about tethering. If you're on T-Mobile or go to T-Mobile, then you don't need to jailbreak. Just to let you know, this past week, I have used my tethering quite a bit with my laptop when I was on business trip. Uh, where there wasn't good Wi-Fi in the convention hall, I was able to use my tethering to, to do that. And then tonight, before recording, we had an auction at our school. And at the end of the auction, they had a bunch of computers set up, and they were supposed to be doing credit card swipes, and their Wi-Fi went down, and they asked for some help. I gave them my iPhone to use, put it in tether mode, or and for or hotspot mode for my iPhone, and with T-Mobile, again, part of it not needing to jailbreak worked fine. And they had three computers connecting and running, and they were able to get everyone checked out. And I got a couple extra gift cards out of it. So that was nice. So there was a nice use of tethering and hotspot with my iPhone 
which again did not require jailbreak because I am with T-Mobile. But if you're not with T-Mobile, I think that's probably the number one reason to jailbreak still is the tethering. Now, some people do jailbreak for the customization, but let me know, why are you jailbreaking? If you're jailbreaking, again, tell me one of the apps that you like or one of the key reasons why you jailbreak. 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hey, Rob. Hope you're having a great morning so far. I just wanted to reach out, and um, I wanted to let you know about NoteStream, which is a really fun new app. It's designed to help users discover and enjoy long-form articles and blogs on their mobile devices. The app just released a massive update yesterday, which is why I'm reaching out. I wanted to let you know about some of the new features, such as red crumbs, which are really cute little red icons that lead you on a trail through the app to discover new fun content. Um, the app features really high-quality travel food, lifestyle articles, and we wanted to see if you might be interested in learning a little bit more about NoteStream and the big update that came out yesterday. Um, if this sounds interesting, I would love to chat further and share a little bit more about the app with you. Um, and It's got a pretty cool business story as well. Um, if you want to explore it yourself, the app is free in the App Store, so feel free to go ahead and download it. Have a great day, and thanks for your time. Thanks for your feedback there on NoteStream app. And folks, remember, if you're a dev and your app is free and you just want to get a review in the show, just call in with a review of your free app. Just let us know you're the dev or related to that app in some way at the beginning. And then tell us about your app, and we'll get it here in the show. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. This is a weird problem. I listen to audiobooks a lot. I have found that whenever my iPhone goes to sleep or I press the power button to put the phone to sleep, the Apple Music app skips to the next chapter or next song. This is really annoying. I have an iPhone 6 Plus and the latest version of iOS. Any ideas regards Bob B? Hi, Bob. Thanks for sending in the feedback there. And you know, one thing it could be is it could be that something to do with your headphones is is this happening when you have headphones plugged in or not plugged in? And, and I want to thank Tash for sending in an article that has some suggestions on something similar to this. They start with recommending that um, you use compressed air and blow out the headphone jack and make sure you are pushing in the headphones all the way, i.e. no material or no metal showing from the plug. Kind of common sense there. Uh, the other big thing to look for is if you have damaged headphones. And that's why I'm asking if your headphones are plugged in. It's possible that you have damaged headphones and just the pressure of hitting the power button to put it asleep is causing uh, something to short out and jump forward. Um, if you are putting uh, the iPhone in, say, in your front pocket uh, with the headphones plugged in and you are standing and sitting a lot, you could have damaged the headphones. Uh, this is where the cord is shorting out, and this will cause Siri to come on randomly or, or when you're listening to podcasts or music or audiobooks for them to start over or skip ahead or skip back. Uh, this also happens with some cheaply made third-party headphones right out of the box. No damage needed. Um, here's the thing. If you have the iPhone uh, where Siri's uh, randomly coming on as well, first make sure you have the option for Hey Siri turned off, and sorry for that, uh, for those that just had Siri respond. And then make sure you blow out your headphone port and you don't have headphones plugged in. If you have the hey, uh, you know what feature turned off and no headphones are in and you are still getting Siri turning on randomly, then take your phone 
to or your iPhone to the Apple Store and have them take a look at it. But in most cases, people I've talked to on this, where they've had stuff skipping forward or back or Siri randomly popping up, it was bad headphones and they were damaged in some way and shorting out and causing that to happen. So check Bob to see if you have some damage on your headphones and if this is happening when headphones are plugged in. File this next one under, you are watching it wrong. This is a post from Prismatic and it is talking about the movie 50 Shades of Grey. The title of the post is, quote, there is a glaring technology error in the 50 Shades of Grey film, unquote. What is said glaring error? Well, in the movie, there is a part where the leads are texting and Steele is not on an iPhone and Gray is on an iPhone. But on Gray's iPhone, it is showing the text from Steele are blue, which would only be the case if both were on iPhones. Okay, so this guy goes to a movie about a 27-year-old billionaire and his college graduate partner and their BDSNM relationship and what he takes away from this movie is a glaring error that her text bubbles were the wrong color. And that really bugged him. Yeah, I'm thinking he did not get into the spirit of this movie. Just saying. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I broke down and bought a iPhone 6 after having a 4S with iOS and lots of apps were crashing. So I tried everything, to, including a full restore, no luck. My question is, when I get my 6, should I set it up as a new phone and start from scratch or restore from the latest backup? Thanks and can't wait. Regards, Phil. Hello, Phil. My recommendation is to set up your new iPhone 6 or 6 Plus as a brand new device. Break the chains from legacy upgrades and backups and start fresh. Then just install the apps that you need as you need them. I did this with my iPhone 6 Plus, and I have been very happy with the results, and the number of apps I have is less than a tenth of where I was with my iPhone 5S, as I've only installed apps when I needed them. So try that out. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at how much better everything works. And again, if you don't like that, and you have the backup, you can always still do the restore from backup later on. Hi, Rob. Once again, the Rob method of installing updates work like a charm. I usually wait for two weeks after any small update, but I've been sick, so I got even delayed further. I saved your update directions in the Apple Pages app so I can reference them on any device. So far, 8.1.3 is running no problems on my iPhone 5S. Regards, John D. And thanks, John, for the feedback. And folks, remember in the TI app, Go to the episode list, tap on PDFs, and then scroll down to Recommended Update Procedure and look that over before you update to iOS 8.2, which might be released on or around the March 9th event. As always, I always recommend you wait at least a week before doing any update to iOS, especially with the recent history of those updates. Rob with iOS, Kim. iPhone 5S, 5.3036. I'll try it the other way, since you're not answering. I hope that this 8.1 point beta is better than 8.1.3. Folks, I know I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The 206-666-6364 number, 206 Moondog, is a voicemail message number. 
No phone rings for me. I'm never going to answer that phone. I can't answer that phone. That phone is my voicemail. Please leave a message or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. But I have no direct phone line to get a hold of with regards to the show. I just, there's no way I could do that. So just leave me voicemail and I will get your voicemails answered on the show or send me an email and I will reply to the emails as best as I can. So if you call that number and if people do it every week and for some reason this past week I had a few people do it, um, no, I'm not going to be answering that number. I can't answer that number. Thanks again to lynda.com for their support of TII. And if you go to lynda.com slash TII, that is L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash T-I-I. You will get a free 10-day trial to their 3,000 plus video tutorials. Thanks, Linda, for sponsoring the show and for the free offer. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or record your feedback and then email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. The feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else, an app, a product review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I am always looking for new artwork to feature that you created on an iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. March Madness is coming. Give me a couple there. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show and your feedback is greatly desired. And don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com slash community. I had a good time at the NRB show in Nashville this past week, but work kept this episode from coming out during the week. Sorry about that. My next trip is in April to NMX and NAB. Lipson will have a booth there in the North Hall. Hope to meet anyone going to NMX and NAB this year at the show. Let me know. Give me a, a heads up ahead of time. Uh, you know the email. Send off an email. And finally, there is the TII app, which is now free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. Please go right now and download the TII app. And did I mention it is free? And that, folks, is going to do it for us today. Until the next time, I am your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for TII.
We are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. And yet it should be noted that in the midst of our sorrow, this death takes place in the shadow of new life, the sunrise of a new world, a world that our beloved comrade gave his life to protect and nourish. He did not feel this sacrifice a vain or empty one. And we will not debate his profound wisdom at these proceedings. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Others? <laughs>